Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dare to Dream weekly team call. It is February 9th, and I want to kick it off by welcoming all of our brand-new coaches to the team. You have made a life-changing decision, and we are so happy you are here. So I'm going to kick the call off with some recognition. I want to just give a shout-out to our top producers of the week. These are coaches that produced 300 or more volume in a single calendar week. And volume comes from either personal purchases or customer sales. So we have our 300 superstars. Congratulations, Abby Abelar, Alicia Carrion, Amanda Lane, Angela Wells, Ashley Stahlberger, Ashley Tindall, Bernice Adams, Bree Edmonds, Casey Walker, Chester Grant, Cynthia Shields, Cynthia Gray, Emma Horn, ja- um, Jacqueline McDevitt, Jasmine Foreman, Jason Kiefer, Joy Strickland, Katie Lepper. Kelly Horton, Christy Goda, Christina Ritchie, Krista Neal, Lauren Burgos, Lindsay Nichols, Lisa Holman, Megan Johnson, Misty Scott, Monica Brown, Nancy Scott, Nicole Schreiber, Rachel Winters, Radiant Harris, Susan Brule, and Taylor Hicks. What a list. Next up, we have our 400 superstars, Amber Pardo, Audra W., Becky Schroeder, Katarina Cipriani, Janet Pollock, Jennifer Sloan, Sarah Darrow, Sarah Showers, Tisha Bachman, and Tracy Ort. Our 500 superstars, we have Amy Caracato, Jenna Norby, Nicole Vaccaro, and Shauna Meyer. Our 600 superstars, we have Angela Hebert, Pam Reese, and Peter Spurlick. 700 superstars, we have Benjamin Schroner. 800 superstars, we have Carol Hurd, Kathy Baranti, and Ruth Schroner. 900 superstars, Alexandra Hansen. And our top producer of the week with over 1,000 volume in a single week, Mr. Michael Ullman. Great job, everybody. Such an amazing list. I also wanted to give a shout-out. As you guys know, the Team Cup is in full swing. I just got off a call with all of the team captains. And, um, you know, we're, what, nine days in, but I know it's only just begun, and I can't wait to see what your teams are going to accomplish throughout the rest of the month. But uh, we do have our very first team that's already hit Tier 1 in the Cup contest, which means – they are winning the Autumn Calabrese bobblehead. So congratulations to the Fitness Warriors. And that team consists of Benjamin Schroner, Shauna Houston-Meyer, Ashley Shrek, Michelle Addington, and Nicole Kay. So great job, Fitness Warriors. And we have several new rank advancements this week, which if you do not know um, what the perks are behind becoming an Emerald Coach, they are pretty significant. So when you personally sponsor two coaches to the team, you start to earn off the team, but you're also given free customers from Beachbody, which I don't know about you guys, but I'm all about some free stuff. So um, I just want to give a shout-out to the brand-new Emeralds, Ergita Salmonson, Courtney Dunning, Gina Schwanz, Leah Jordan, Lori Kerr, Maria DeBrun, Paris Ellis, Samantha Steph, Sarah Fassemeyer, Tina Wheeler, 
and Vanessa Fasadola in her second business center. So congratulations to all of you. I'm just so exciting to see you sharing this amazing thing we have here and moving your business forward. Now, um, you probably have seen the crazy big list of all of you that qualified for Success Club 5 and 10 and Club Rooftop in the month of January. So I just want to give a special shout out to those in Club Rooftop so that we give our guest speaker plenty of time to share. So Club Rooftop means that you scored 15 points or higher in a single month, which is amazing, especially since, you know, Beachbody, really their standard is five points. So talk about raising the bar and rising to it. Dare to Dream is doing it. So congratulations to our Club Rooftoppers. Amber Pardo, Becky Hatton, Ben Schroner, Brian Bachman, Kathy Branty, Chet Grant, Jennifer Sloan, Jennifer Vaughn, Lexi Nicole, Meredith Grant, Natasha Sapego, Nicole Schreiber, Ruth Schroner, and Sarah Darrow. Fantastic job. Next up, we have our Chisel and Hammer Award. Same thing. Um, this is when you are adding coaches to the team, and you need to be recognized because that means you're doing your job and you're helping a lot of people um, realize what a great thing we have here. So once again, since we're short on time, I'm just going to give a special shout-out to the Hammer Award winners, which means you've added five or more coaches in a single month. So congratulations, Alicia Rose, Ashley Lang-Jernigan, Brian Bachman, Desiree Hall, Jennifer Vaughn, um, Krista Donovan, Lexi Nicole, Meredith Grant, Morgan Alexis, Nick Alexis, Ruth Ronner, and Tanya Salama. What an amazing just start of the year. I'm like, good job, everybody. It's so exciting. Our team literally, the growth, guys, because I can see the entire team's growth, and it has literally increased from the first and second week of January. It has increased 300%. You guys are sharing, and we are growing, and it is so, so, so exciting to see. Um, okay, so people are saying they can't hear. Okay, so people can. Okay, so I have no idea what was going on there. So hopefully you guys can. All right. Um, so let's see. Um, as far as announcements, we do have our open house starting on Wednesday. So make sure that you have requested to join that group. The link is under Files and Dare to Dream for February group. And then you can add your guests to the group. My only request is that, of course, they watch the team webinar first to show that they're genuinely interested in getting more information about joining our team and that they've already got the basics covered because these three days are going to be more about sharing stories and sharing experiences and getting um, them to just have the final push to help them see if our team is for them or not. So make sure you can have unlimited guests now, just like I said, as long as they've watched the webinar and they're genuinely interested. So this is a great way to grow your team and to tap into the team's resources. Um, so definitely work on that between now and then. So that about covers it because I want to give our special guest, which you guys know him, Mr. Ray Higdon, who is a two-time bestseller, a million-dollar producer in network marketing, and we are lucky enough to get to have him talk to us about growing our team, which is amazing. And I figure who better to learn from than somebody doing it in a, an incredible way. So let's see here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you and see if this is you. Are you there, Ray? Hey, hey. What's going All on? Right, first try. <laughs> yeah, impressive. <laughs> it is, well, actually. Awesome. 
<laughs> we've had some things go bad on these calls. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, I'm so excited to have you. I mean, I know we all are because uh, last month, I, mean, I think you just spoke with the leaders last month, so the team has been itching to get you back on. So I know oh, we're, we're cool. really pumped you're here. Awesome. Well, I'm uh, I'm honored to be here and excited to be here. And, you know, uh, congrats to those 50 million names that you that you rattled off that are making it happen in their business. That's awesome. Congratulations, everyone. And, um, you know, congrats for, you know, being on a, uh, on a great team with an amazing leader. And, uh, you know, this is just, uh, just awesome what you guys are doing. So I know that, uh, Jessica wanted me to chat about <clears throat> team building. And, uh, I assume Jess, Jessica, <laughs> I'm so used to calling my wife Jess. Um, I assume Jessica, you'll probably be, uh, taking questions and things like that. So maybe they have a way to, to hit you up. But, um, yeah, but I'll, yeah, I'll post that. Well, guys, um, you can post on the chat if you have a particular question in regards <clears throat> to team building, or I'll also post a thread in Dare to Dream. So if you're not online, um, but so then we can yeah. pull them up at the end. So, <clears throat> you know, the top, the topic of team building, I'll, I'm going to give you, <clears throat> I would say this is of, of all the categories that, that I've learned in the last five years, this has been the category I've learned the most. And even, you know, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to speaking, when it comes to recruiting, closing, this has been the category that I continuously learn more. And there's just, there's so many facets to it. And there's so many ways, um, you know, so many different ways to learn about team building. So I'm going to share with you some core concepts, and I'm going to share some things I've actually never shared before because just in the last week, um, I actually spent a decent amount of time with a couple friends of mine who've both earned tens of millions of dollars in network marketing, and you know they gave me some, some new stories to share. So <laughs> I'm going to share some of those. First of all, the, the biggest... One of the biggest questions I get around team building, probably the biggest question I get around team building, is how do I motivate my team? And it's just a favorite question. And, you know, it's, it's something that um, it's a tough one. And because the answer that I give is rarely what they were looking for, but it's what they need to hear. My suggestion is if you have a team, Okay. Um, number one, you want to mind how you describe them. You want to mind, because I've talked to people before that said, well, I just don't have a team. And I ask them, okay, are you saying there's no one active in your team? Well, no, there are, but they're just not doing anything. Well, you need to be very mindful of how you describe any area of your life, especially one that you want to be affected positively. So if, if I wanted to ruin my relationship with my wife, I would just go around saying how crappy the relationship was and it would eventually fulfill my prophecy. And so some people, they don't realize that the words that you're speaking is you're, you're, you're calling into existence a prophecy. And I would just suggest don't use non-serving language. So if you have a team that in the past hasn't done anything, then you might want to say things like, 
I'm so happy and grateful that my team is getting better and better. Okay? So it always starts with language. Everything starts with language. Your results start with language. Your actions start with language. So always be mindful of your language. Back to the motivation thing. Okay? So the people that want to motivate their team. And I've even had people call me and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a new company, right? And I say, okay, um, you know, why, why is this? And they say, well, you know, my upline, they just never call me. <laughs> and I'll say, well, you know, are you doing anything? No, I'm not doing anything. Okay, well, if your upline did call you, what would they say? Like, what would be the key thing that would make you move, that would make you actually do something? And the reality is, there is nothing. You can inspire sections of your team. You can inspire some on your team by your actions. But stop trying to motivate them. Stop trying to, you know, study the Braveheart speeches or the you know, the miracle, the hockey movie speech, or, you know, stop trying to motivate them with your words. Stop trying to, you know, uh, get a, an object that isn't in motion in motion by your words. Instead, inspire them by proving that this works. Inspire them by rank advancing. Inspire them by recruiting. Inspire them by doing the things you know you wish they were doing. That's how you inspire them. And I've shared this story a few different times, but you know, in my, in my last company where my wife and I went on to become the number one income earners with 85% of the company, over a million in commissions, my first 30, 35 people that I recruited, you know, I mean, we were, hmm, uh, I think three months in, maybe even four months in, and we had personally recruited somewhere between 30, 35, something like that. And we had roughly about 36 on the team. <laughs> Super successful, right? Aren't we amazing? And just think, you're learning team building from me. Isn't that incredible, right? Well, about my 40th recruit, I brought in a gentleman that went out there and just totally crushed it. Hit one of the top ranks within 90 days. And... The moral of that star story so far is that you never know when you're going to get your next amazing recruit. So keep recruiting. There should never, people ask me, they're like, well, when should I stop recruiting? When can I ease off the pedal? Well, if you're a pizza restaurant, when, do you, when have you sold enough pizzas? Is, is it the thousandth pizza? Is it the 10,000? Is it the millionth? Well, hopefully, you believe in your product you believe in your system, you believe in your company, you believe in your leaders, so that you never ask that question. I mean, unless you just stop when impacting people. I mean, if you just, you know what, Ray, I'm here to impact 120 people, and that's it. I'm done, I'm out. Unless that's you, and I don't think that's anybody, right? You keep recruiting, you keep prospecting, you keep talking to people. And I'm not saying that, you know, you know if you're doing you know, a million dollars a year, you're probably going to not be hustling as much as some, right? But I would say you'd still keep an eye out for people to recruit. So the first lesson in that story is you never know when your next amazing recruit is going to come on board, so you keep recruiting. What happened next, I didn't expect. When that guy went out and crushed it, just demolished it, 
all of a sudden, some of my original 3035 poked their heads up and they started moving. Now, could I have spread some magical fairy dust on them and just peppered them with some amazing, you know, speech? No. They saw someone make it happen. They saw someone other than me go out there and prove that the system worked. And that inspired them. That's what you have to understand. If you come from a constant state of, I need to inspire through my actions, then guess what? Number one, you'll get more results, period. Because you're operating of a, of a stand of, I need to make it happen versus they need to make it happen. And number two, you will inspire them. And it may not even be you. It may be someone that you recruit that inspires them. So I'm going to give you, so always, always, if you are ever at a point where the team isn't growing as fast as you would like, just know you're able to add to that team yourself. <laughs> so get out there and recruit. Get out there and start prospecting. Now I'm going to give you a couple suggestions here. When I first got serious about network marketing, I would... I just thought that everyone wanted to do what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to make millions in this industry. I wanted to impact millions of people. I wanted to build battalions and legions and empires of people. So I thought everyone wanted to do that. You know, I mean, if I, if I played, um, you know, baseball, I would want to win the World Series. I mean, that's just, that's just the way I think. I don't, I don't get involved in something half-heartedly, anything I get involved in in my entire life, I've wanted to be the best at, right? And I don't, I don't know that I've become the best at pretty much anything, but I at least tried. I at least wanted. I had the desire to become the best. And so back in the day, just a few short years ago, I used to train from that aspect. And so I thought, well, everyone wants, well, of course everyone wants to make a million dollars a month. Why wouldn't they? I don't understand. So I would train from that aspect, and I would say things like, well, guys, I'm going out there and getting 20 no's a day. You need to go out there, and if you're not going out there, and I would just pit bull them, right? Not in the, you know, South Beach type, but the pit bull, like the actual dog type. And that would really turn on about 5% of the team. <laughs> in any given team, and let this be a lesson, and the person that needs to learn this the most are the hardest chargers. Okay? Um, Jessica, you, you, do you guys do personality colors or do you do like animals or do you do any, any of that kind of training? Um, yeah, there, some people read personality plus and some are doing um, the gym training. It's like it's gems broken down. Okay, so like a ruby would be your charger? Um, I'm not sure if it's Ruby. I know there's, um, Pearl and Emerald. I'm not okay. sure which well, one. Not. All right, yeah, I'm not totally sure. So in, in, in personality colors and training or animals or whatever you do, there's the hard charging. Um, if they offend someone, it doesn't typically ruffle their feathers too much kind of in your face, I want to win that Lamborghini, those types, they'll always make up about 5% of the team. They are typically, 
okay? They're typically the produ- uh, you know, big producers, right? But they're also typically rubbing the most amount of people the wrong way. Typically, not always, but typically. That was me. <laughs> and so what would happen is when I would teach to the five percenters, a lot of the rest of the team would actually be turned off. And they may even like my training, but they would either be turned off or they would be concerned about disappointing. Now, this is a very, this is an advanced psychology uh, training right here. People, if you are too hardcore to the masses, to the masses, okay, if you're too, and I'll come back to this, but if you're too hardcore to the masses and you verbally beat them with a Louisville slugger if they're not talking to 10 people a day, they won't tell you, hey, you're offending me. They won't tell you anything. They will simply disappear because they don't want to disappoint you. They'll look, they may look up to you. They may even respect you. But they will disappear because they don't want to disappoint you. That's when talking to the masses. And so you need to understand that this is not about let's treat the entire group, our entire team, like they're all Doberman Pinchers. Okay? We need to give them distinctions. And so when I do trainings that, that I know I'll have someone that's brand new, I'll have someone that's been around the block, I'll have someone that's a hard charger, I have to preface different things. And I'll say things like, hey, by the way, if you're on this call and you just love the product, awesome, we love you, fantastic. If you ever do decide to build a business, then great. We'd love to show you how to do it, okay? And if I do get hardcore, I'll make that distinction. And I'll say, by the way, the advice I'm about to give is for my chargers, the people that really want to, they're running hard at this. And by the way, if you don't fall in this category, we still love you, okay? But for my chargers, if you want my hustle routine, you need to go out there and you need to be connected with between 10 to 20 per day. And that's if you work 80 hours or less a week. (laughs) And what I mean, I mean, you have a job, right? Like, for example, I do an accountability call. Uh, One of my guys works in his job 90 hours a week, 90 hours a week. He prospects four to seven people every day. (laughs) That's a charger. See, most people, if they work 20 hours a week, won't prospect four to seven people a day. Okay, but that's a charger. Now, when I said you want to be careful with how you teach and treat the masses, you can use differentiation and be hardcore on those you that want hardcore. Okay, so when you ask somebody on a on a either a you know like a, I'm, I think the last call I did with Jessica was for you know, people at, uh, I, I think, Diamond and Above, or they qualified by somehow, those are people that we know are taking their business a little bit more seriously, and that's no offense to those that aren't. See? See how I do this? But it's no offense to those that aren't, but those that are taking their business a little bit more seriously than the masses. They, we can use differentiation. 
We can teach, we can treat them a little bit differently. And it's okay because they want that. See, there are some people that want you to be hardcore on them. You can be hardcore on them. You can call them out on their excuses. You can call BS on them, you know, rattling off excuses. But to do that in masses, you walk a, you walk a fine line. You've got to be careful with that. The reality is if you look at the guys that, you know, I had, I've had a lot of opportunities to spend a lot of time with some pretty serious earners. Um, you know, I've had a lot of personal time with a gentleman named Larry Thompson. Um, <clears throat> this guy traveled with Jim Rohn for nine years. Him and uh, Mark Hughes built um, Herbalife to, you know, billion-dollar company twice, actually. And uh, he's personally done over $100 million in, in commissions. And a lot of people claim that he's created more millionaires in, in network marketing than, than anyone else. And, you know, with, with talking with him, he taught me this. He's the one that said, hey, Ray, your training is great. And I said, wow, thank you, Larry. That's awesome. Man, coming from you, he said, you didn't let me finish. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? He says, it's great for about 5% of your team. <laughs> I'm like, ouch, that hurts, Larry. Not nice, right? And, but we, you know, we go through these stages of learning so that we can become better. This is one of those topics that I don't know that the learning has ever done. I really don't know. So I'm going to give you, uh, I heard a great story, great story. There's a gentleman, and I won't, I won't name him because he's, a, he's you know, pretty active in the network marketing profession, but there's a gentleman out there that does, um, from what, I, from what I'm told, right around 10 to $12 million a year inside his network marketing company. And he holds, he held a, like a, a millionaire workshop, right? So he holds this workshop, how to be a millionaire in network marketing, in that company. And he tells everyone, okay, I want you to bring two pens. I want you to bring a eight and a half by 11 uh, spiral bound notebook. And I want you to bring something else. There was something else in there. And so people come in, you know, they, they sit down and, you know, it's, they're excited. You know, some of them traveled from all over. And uh, one of the guys sat down, and he's got one of those black and white, uh, I don't even know what you call them, but it's like a, you know, it's not spiral bound. It's the, you know, the flat, some, you know, you know students get these things. I forget what they call them. You know what they call them, Jessica? I feel like you would know this. The black and white. I know, and it's it's bothering me. I know it's it's like used for a lab, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. But it's black and white. I'm sure someone on here knows it. But anyway, so this guy, he's sitting there, got the black and white, no spiral, right? It's not even eight, eight and a half by eleven. A and, composition uh, book. There composition you go. Book. Composition book. There you go. We have a winner. Something. We have a winner. <laughs> so he's sitting there with a composition book, right? And the trainer walks over to him and he says, uh, uh, is that an eight and a half by 11? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, no. He's like, oh, okay. Is that spiral bound? It doesn't, it doesn't appear to be. No, no, not spiral bound. And he said, okay, did you know that I asked for eight and a half by 11 spiral bound? I asked you to bring it. He said, yeah. He goes, well, you're going to have to leave. The guy's like, what? I, I, can, I can write notes on this. He goes, you're going to have to leave. Made him leave. Now the guy leaves, goes to a store, comes back, and someone asked the trainer, they said, dude, 
What's your problem? And he said, if this guy wants to be a millionaire and he can't even follow simple directions, he has absolutely no shot. That's a big lesson, guys. You see, we let people not listen all the time. If someone tells you, if you have something that someone else wants and they're not following your explicit directions, they need, that needs to be pointed out. I'll give you an example. I had a client. Actually, he may not be a client now. <laughs> but I, I, have, I currently have a client that hired me. It was $12,000, right? He bought a smaller package, $12,000. And uh, I told him, I said, okay, on your website, you need to change this, this, and this. He wanted more effective website. He wanted a more effective lead generation, more effective website. I said, you need to change this, this, and this. I told him, I said, this is exactly what you need to change. You know, there you go. And he sends it back, and he's changed two of the three. And I said, hey, you need to change that too. And this, unlike the notebook, this was actually a really big deal, right? Now, I, I, I respect, you know, the guy that, you know, kicked the guy out because of the notebook. This was a big deal. And I said, hey, why can't we change this? He said, oh, man, you know, I just paid for that. And, you know, I really feel like I should test that thing out for, you know, a couple months. And I said, okay, well, two options. Number one, I refund your money. Number two, uh, we wait until you change that, and then we can start the coaching. But you tell me. If someone tells you that you have something that they want, and you ask them this question, this is a very important question, are you coachable? It's a very important question. Are you coachable? And if they say yes, they have given you the green light to tell them exactly what to do. Now, let's talk about the concept of when you get someone started. What most people think is they think that there's some kind of sliding algorithm that says if I spend X number of hours with my new rep, then that guarantees their success or it greatly impacts their success. There is no such thing. None. This is why you have amazing uplines. They have some people in their downlines do nothing. And you have horrible uplines with someone in their team that does something amazing. That is not the dictator. The amount of time you spend with your new rep does nothing to dictate their level of success. Nothing. Let me share with you a concept that I have embraced for years and I've had so many big leaders, like when I ask them privately and I don't tell them what I do, they've solidified this way of thinking and that is homework. You give people things to do. They, you, if you are the upline, Okay, and I know some of you on here, you're brand new. You're like, holy cow, this is intense stuff. Hey, welcome to the world of business, right? Because this is a business. It's a people business. It's a loving business. It's an abundant business. It's a freedom business. It's a, still a business. This is still a business. 
And you know, if you're if you're on here and you're brand new, you learning how to operate like a leader is going to serve you immensely, and I'm going to tell you why here in a second. So the concept of homework. You need to give things to do to your new person, and they need to earn your time. They earn it. I had a guy uh, text me today. Today he texted me. And he says, Ray, dude, you know, I just joined your team under this one guy, and uh, I just need 15 to 20 minutes of your time. And I said, okay, well, uh, did you watch the Fast Start training? No, not yet, man. Okay, all right, so here you go. Step one, <laughs> watch the Fast Start training. Step two, prospect 10 people. Then hit me up when you're ready for that call. And he responds, he says, no, 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 you don't understand. I had a question, you know, not about the business, but, you know, I'm just in a really tough spot, you know, and I, and I really just, I just need to, you know, chat. Step one, watch the fast start training. Step two, prospect 10 people. Pretty simple homework. Let me know when you're ready. They need to earn your time. Now, different people have different steps. Some of you, I would highly suggest your first step have them make a list. Have them make a list. The only time that I would suggest against that, and years ago I would totally violate this, <laughs> but uh, the only time I would suggest against that is if you talk to someone who is so convinced that their warm market is burnt out, that everyone they know hates them, then you just tell them, they're going to have a rough road. It's going to take longer to cold prospect, but we can go that route, right? And my big suggestion there, get them to an event because at the event, they're going to hear, hey, talk to your warm market. And it's powerful to hear from, from someone else telling them that. Have homework. Have people earn your time. The reality is I'm never looking to, you know, not spend time with, with anyone in my team. I'm not, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the right people to spend my time with. And some of you may think, well, that, that seems a little callous, right? Um, I'll, I'll highly encourage you to not take a, I don't know any other phrase to use, a socialist approach to network marketing. Because if you spend the exact amount of time on every single person you bring in, a couple things happen. Number one, the people that just didn't plan on doing anything will still not do anything. And number two, the people who deserved your attention will actually get turned off. I love spending time with people who are putting in effort. If someone puts in effort, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring my sleeping bag, I'll bring a Red Bull, we'll hang out, we'll, or, or should I say an E&E, &E, right? I'm so used to saying Red Bull. I don't actually drink that much Red Bull, but most people resonate with it and they at least know what it is. Um, so this is, the point of this is not to never spend any time with your teammates, it's to spend the time with the ones that earn it. And if you handle your business in that differentiating way, it will pay off tremendously. 
I want to warn you about one big thing, and then we can get to questions. I'm going to warn you about one big thing. The big thing I want to warn you about, it is the killer of talented people in network marketing. It's the killer, the number one killer. The number one killer, self-sabotage. And here's what that looks like. Someone talented comes into network marketing, and they just do what they do, and they recruit a bunch of people. They sell a bunch of product, bring in a bunch of coaches. They start rocking it, man. It's, it's awesome. It's a sight to see. You know, in four days, they're qualified for this. In six days, they're qualified for this. Killing it. And then something happens. They start to realize that their team isn't growing as fast as they would like. They start to realize that, man, you know, I'm crushing it, but gosh, hardly any of my people are crushing it. And so they start to say, okay, well, maybe, maybe if I motivate them more, maybe that's the key. Okay, let me stop recruiting and let me start doing more motivational training. That, that's the key. That's what I'll do. They start doing that. doesn't work. Because the team immediately recognizes the shift in energy. So if someone would have been inspired by their energy, they're no longer because it's gone from one of production to one of management. Very different. It's very different to be managed than it is to be led. When you're led, you're excited, you're fired up, you're inspired. When you're managed, it's just no good. You don't like it. No one likes it. We don't like being managed. We don't like being told, hey, did you do anything today? Right? We don't like that stuff. We like being inspired by someone crushing it. Now, what happens next is the talented person, they see that their motivational speeches aren't working, and they get even more frustrated. And then, so they'll go back to recruiting, but it's with a different energy. They'll recruit someone, and then they'll notice they don't do anything either, and that's when it happens. They start to associate pain with the recruiting process, and they're done. They're done. It's over. You have to guard against that. You have to realize that I don't know if it's your 30th, 35th, your 40th, your 100th. I don't know when you're going to recruit the best person in your team that is going to lap you. That should be your goal, by the way. You should, be, you should want to recruit people that are going to pass you by. That should be your goal. I know it sounds strange, but you should want that because that is what guarantees a solid business. When you get people that are crushing it in your team and you're no longer the sole producer, that is when you have a solid business and you have to strive toward that. But to do that, you just got to navigate those different waters that I talked about. You got to inspire them, not try to motivate them. You got to be gentle to the masses and kick butt to the ones that want to be kicked, their butts kicked, right? You have to avoid self-sabotage and realize that you should be recruiting forever. You know, it just should never stop. That doesn't mean you recruit and you ignore your team. I'm not saying that. Yes, you have to do both. You have to work with the people that are working and continue to recruit. You do those things, you avoid that self-sabotage, you're going to build an amazing business. And the cool thing about this profession is 
This, unlike just the selling of cars or the, the selling of a product or something like that, you are impacting lives. You are helping people completely change their lives. And to be a part of that kind of journey is pretty awesome. So I will uh, roll it over to you, Jessica. Maybe you have a couple questions. Yeah, we do. This is so good. I'm already getting so many comments of how helpful this has been, so thank you. Sure. Um, let's see. Um, what do you say when a coach wants to give up or quit, but you know they have not done enough um, to push their business where it needs to go? That, you know, there's a lot of intelligence that would need to go into that answer. I would need to know a little bit more, but I'll, I'll give you something that I think will help you. Um, sometimes <laughs> the best thing, so I'm going to give you two scenarios, okay? One of them, I always like to use at least one reference to the matrix, <laughs> but when Neo, Keanu Reeves, for those that are Matrix, for those that are not Matrix fans, come on, guys, you're in network marketing. You have gotta watch the Matrix. Come on. So Neo goes to the Oracle, this all-knowing old lady that cooks, bakes cookies, right? And she knows everything. She sees the future. And Neo goes there, and to determine, Neo's played by Keanu Reeves, to determine if he's the one. And she says, sorry, you're not the one. That was exactly what he needed to hear. And she had the foresight to tell him that. The fact is he was the one, he is the one, at least in the movies, right? But that's what he needed to hear. Let me give you another scenario. There was a young female warrior in my team, and she was having a very tough day. And she had been prospecting like crazy. She was getting rejected like nuts. I mean, she was, her body was just riddled with rejection bullets. And she, when I was at her house and I saw her, she was slumped in the bathroom crying, saying she just can't do this anymore. And uh, she just can't do it anymore. She's like, I just can't do this anymore. My response was, well, then quit. And I walked away. And I've never seen my wife <laughs> more fired up than that day. I told her what she needed to hear. When I said quit, something, because I know her, I know her very well. She is not a quitter. She will fight tooth and nail. And I'll tell you, within 90 days of that, of that talk in the bathroom, in our bathroom, within 90 days, she hit 10000 a month in network marketing. So sometimes people need to hear that. And so if someone tells me, and, and again, I am, it's tough for me to pass down the years and years and years of learning with communication, with studying sales, with studying psychology, with studying body language. It's tough for me to pass that down to you. I wish it came in a pill, you know, limitless or something like that, right? But um, it's tough to pass that, that uh, you know, that information down to you on a, on a conference call. But 
It's one of the reasons you should always be studying communication, always studying how to understand people, how to communicate better. I knew that that was the case. Sometimes when people come to me and they're like, you know what, I just don't think I can do it. Sometimes I'll say, you know what, you're probably right. And that's exactly what they need to hear. So I can't tell you in, a, in an exact scenario without knowing the different participants and the different stimulus and all these different things. But I can tell you, I won't shy away from letting someone quit. I won't. What I will not do ever, I will never do this ever, ever. I will not spend a ton of time trying to convince someone to quit when I have so many people that I can better spend my time on to help them win. You see, some people, they're playing to lose the game. They're playing to lose. They're literally playing to tell you, told you I couldn't do it. <laughs> that's, that's a tough amount of time to spend. It's a black hole. So there, I, I'm just letting you know, I will not spend a lot of time. Like I'll have teammates say, hey, Ray, you know, Joe's about to quit, man. Can you please give him a call? I'm like, I don't know if you want me to, but okie doke. <laughs> and, and I'll call and I'll say, Joe, hey, just curious, why would you join this thing? Why did you bother joining? What was the purpose? What did you hope to gain? Do you still hope to gain those things, or is it just time to call it quits? I mean, I'll say those things, and, and, and I really mean them. I mean, yes, it typically works to get them fired up and, and reengaged, but I really mean them. I really I don't like to spend time with people on their verge of quitting constantly. So you need to manage that as well. So I gave you some uh, info there. Hopefully that will help with your decisions. <laughs> Yeah, that's super valuable. Okay, so this next question is more about um, it's how do you get new coaches to see the value of growing their own team and becoming independent from you as soon as possible? Mm. So is that something you would recommend or something you would not recommend? You know, at what point does it, do you want your team to grow their wings, so to speak? I, I love the question because it's a, it's, a, it's a very intelligent question. That's a great question. I mean, all, all the questions are great. That's a, that's a, a specific type of question that I, I really like that. And so in, in, in network marketing, you're really looking for three things. You're looking for, in the beginning, simply who's ready to join. Then it's, uh, or, or I'm sorry, who's open, okay? Who's open to take a look? Who's ready to join? Who's ready to lead? And there are, and I, I've, I've witnessed this, okay, there are some people that are never ready for category number three. And if you try to push them in category number three, you're going to create a problem. And I've done it. I've actually done it. I had a guy, this was years ago, I had a guy on my team, dude put in like 21 people his first month, just crushing it, man. And I was doing, you know, parties for him. I was doing um, meetings for him and stuff like that. And then one day I'm like, man, this guy's, you know, he's a freaking all-star. And, you know, I, I had, a, you know, a tiny bit of a conflict. And I said, you know what? I'm going to let him grow his wings. And I said, hey, John, 
why don't you run the meeting today? You know, I, I'm, I'm not feeling that great. Why don't you run it? I could have made it. That's, that's the truth. I could have made it. But I thought, you know what? Let's have John spread his wings, okay? John wasn't ready to spread his wings. <laughs> that was the last I heard of John. <laughs> so I, I tell you these stories because I've made about every mistake that exists. You need to find out, do, you know, are they, do they want to lead? Are they ready to lead? Is that what they want to do? And it is okay. You know, I see people that, have, that are big earners that are under the umbrella of, of someone because they want to be led. They don't want to start their own team. They don't want to start their own, you know, coaching deal. So you got to, you know, if, now vice versa. If someone says, hey, Ray, I want to run with this thing. Are you coachable? Yes, I'm coachable. Perfect. Run that meeting. See the difference? See, I didn't have permission to force growth on them. I didn't have permission. That's, that was my mistake. I should have said, hey, man, what's your role here? Are you really wanting to lead this thing? Are you really wanting to crush it? Or, or what are we doing here? And he probably would have told me, you know what, Ray, for now, let me just grow it some more and be under you and, and rock this thing. He probably would have told me that. And he may still be around, right? So just be careful with forcing people in areas that they don't want to go. But on the other side, if they're ready to go, then push them. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so I just have a few more. So um, one person, and this is, I'm sure, something a lot of people could relate to, said she's an introvert. Um, especially around strangers, so that makes it hard for her to expand her network, let alone build her team. Any tips? Mm. Uh, step number one, change how you describe yourself, if, if you want, okay? Um, there is no chemical that says, this introvert, this person, extrovert, right? There's no chemicals that say that, none. There's no you know, genetic code that says, ah, sorry, bud, you're an introvert, right? What is the genetic code is your language. So if you say, I am an introvert, then you must fulfill your prophecy. You have to. You, ha you just have to. You don't say, uh, I'm really an introvert, and then one day you wake up, yeah, and you're just, you know, rocking and rolling and talking to every person on the planet. That doesn't happen. You fulfill your prophecy. You're speaking into existence. So when you say, I'm an introvert, you have to back that up with solid evidence. Okay? My suggestion, because here's something that most people don't know, I have a lot of introvert. The difference is, I am mission-centric. So if you get me, if, I, if, if Ray comes on a plane, there's a 99% chance I will not say one word to anyone around me. 99% chance. But you put me on a conference call like this, I'm mission-centric, I step up. You put me on a stage, we're going to rock and roll that thing, okay? I'm mission-centric. You put me in a networking meeting, I'm not going to sit in the corner. I'm going to network because I'm mission-centric. Introverts can be mission-centric. So I would say step one, uh, don't define yourself as anything that you find non-serving. And I'll let you in on a secret. There's a lot, a lot of big 
big earners that are introverts, big earners. But almost all of them, not all, almost all of them are mission-centric. Some just stay introverted. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's shocking. Um, in my first, very first company I was ever in, we had this, uh, we had a, a, a lady there, and she was really introverted. But she would still talk to people here and there. She had talked, she had brought in a couple of the right people, and she was actually doing pretty good. And so we would actually have her present. Of all of the presenters, she was the worst, worst presenter, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not being derogatory or anything like that, but she was the worst, right? She was the least dynamic. She was the least motivational, if there's such a thing, right? She was the least in almost all those categories. But when she got up there and she said, hey, everybody, um, you know, last year I made $180,000, people were like, what? What? Right? So they, it, she would literally melt the minds of everyone in the audience, and they would all join. <laughs> they would be like, sign me up, and she can do it. So there's great power in being introverted. When an introvert succeeds, okay, and again, I would still suggest not classifying yourself as that, or you're gonna, just going to create obstacles that don't need to be there. Um, but when someone who isn't the whammo, you know, extrovert all over the place, let's dance to every song that plays from stage, when they're not that and they succeed, you give hope to a lot of people. There's a lot of people that will be inspired by your story when you go out there and create success. So just know that there are a lot of introverts that have created mega, mega success in network marketing. Uh, number two, be careful of how you define yourself. Telling it like it is keeps it like it is. Justifying where you are keeps you where you are. So just be careful about your language. That's so good. Telling it like it is keeps it like it is. I've never heard you say that. That's so good. Really? Uh, yeah, I know. I'm like, what? You said something I haven't heard. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I have one more question. This is kind of a big one, but um, I think it's one that a lot of people could benefit from, and I'm interested to see how you can answer this in a concise way. Um, okay, so how do you overcome your fears and believe in yourself and this business? How do you overcome your fears and believe in yourself in this business? Um, I mean, I, I'm a broken record, right? Number one, change your language. It's always the first step. And I'm not saying there's, there's a big difference between act as if and fake it till you make it. I'm not suggesting fake it till you make it, okay? But you can change the way you describe your scenario. You don't have to say, I'm so courageous. I'm so grateful that I'm so courageous. Roar. You know, you don't have to say that, but you can say, I'm so grateful that I'm getting better and better. I'm so grateful that every day I'm believing in myself a little bit more. See, those are like baby steps, okay? Um, there's a great book out there. Highly recommend it. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. Kind of a fancy-schmancy term, but it's really, I mean, it's backed by science. It is incredible. And what they say in that is most people that, 
that struggle, they are consistently and constantly looking for things outside of them to create success for them or to help their situations. So they look to affirmations. They look to uh, drugs. They look to something outside of them that that is the key. The key, and they've, they've, I mean, they've done so many studies and things, it's just really incredible. The key to you changing your life is altering the way you see your self-image. The way that you define yourself is the key. And the biggest difference between people who have success and people who do not have success, the person who has success and, and, and that is creating success, they focus on where they're going and they believe that it's possible for them to achieve it. Okay? They may not know how. You'll find that most people that created success, when they started that journey, they had no idea how they were going to do it. They just focused on where they were going. They believed that they could, it was possible for them to do it. Okay? The person that does not have success, they focus on where they currently are, and they actually see themselves as worse than they actually are. So they see their situation as being worse than it really is, and they do not see anything in the future. They just don't, they don't see it at all. You need to really evaluate how are you spending your time, what language are you using, where are you focused? Are you focused on, you know, like you're in a Supreme Court arguing for your non-success? Well, Your Honor... I was had a bad childhood. I'm currently broke. I lost my job. I have a bad health problem. I'm not making light of any of those things, but I just want you to know without a shadow of a doubt, someone with worse conditions created success anyway. So what's the real deal? The real deal is where are you looking? Where are you focusing your energy? How do you define yourself? If you define yourself as someone who you know, just there's just no way I could create success. Your wish is granted. You will you you will win that argument every time. You will never you will never lose an argument with your language. You never will. You're never going to say, "Man, there's no way I could do it," and then all of a sudden, poof, whammo! Oh my God, my downline grew by 200 percent. I can't believe it. It will never happen that way. As soon as you start to define yourself, you start to see that in existence. You start to carry yourself. And I'll go a little deep on here. This is going to singe some hair, right? But this is why, this is exactly why people go from bad relationship to bad relationship to bad relationship to bad relationship. This is why. This is the reason. Because of the language that they use, they start to see their past in their current and it keeps reliving itself. And they are unable to see that they're the only constant. You have to believe that your situation can be better. And you can do that. One of the best ways you can do it is get to your company event, see the people that have created success. You'll have people that cross the stage that were homeless. You'll have people cross the stage that 
had a great health handicap. You have people cross the stage that lost loved ones, people cross the stage that had a bad childhood, people cross the stage that, you know, didn't have much money when they started or were dead broke or in foreclosure, right? That's one of the best things you can do is see and understand that people in worst, worse shape than you, and I don't necessarily mean physical, but I guess, you know, maybe sometimes, right? But physical, mental, spiritual shape than you went out and created success anyway. You have to believe that the person that is inside of you has at least the possibility of creating a better life. And when you believe that, anything is possible. Oh. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I missed it. I said boom. Boom. <laughs> I was having an explosion over here. This is so great. That was um so great, Ray. Like, wow. Aww. So I mean, I don't even know what to say. Thank you so much for sharing and for taking your time and for going over and for answering all of our questions and for just imparting your knowledge because you are full of it. In a good way. <laughs> so, um, thank you, seriously. Because so uh, everybody literally is blowing up um, about Yay. everything they're learning and taking from this. So, guys, awesome. make sure you go and thank Ray on Facebook for taking time out of his night. And honestly, I feel like the highest form of um, appreciation is implementation. Amen. So, let's take what he's taught us and implement it. Implement it implement it into our business and onto our teams and our future coaches and let's just what do you call like walk into the matrix there you go man so thank you ray and thank you everybody and tell jessica thank you for letting us borrow you you got it and everybody dare to dream talk to you later bye ray judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details